0: That's the sound of soccer fans breaking into a spontaneous chant yesterday at the Palladium event space. That's where what most of St. Louis already knew became official. Major League Soccer is coming to the Gateway City. We don't know the team name. We don't know the stadium specs. But we do know MLS has chosen St. Louis and plans to begin to begin play here in 2022. What name should we choose for St. Louis's MLS team? If you have a question or comment about the prospect of Major League Soccer coming to town, give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL air, or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Joining me in studio to talk about soccer in St. Louis is Stu Holtgren, a so called St. Luligan who has dreamed of getting a team for years. We're also joined by Bill McDermott, St. Louis's longtime Mr. Soccer. Stu Holtgren, Bill McDermott, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Thank you.
0: <laughs> Stu Holgren, you and your fellow St. Louisans were among the most passionate supporters of the plan to give $60 million in public funds to build a stadium in 2017. Voters said no, and the idea of MLS looked finished in St. Louis. When did you start, get, start getting the sense that, hey, we're really back in the running here?
2: Uh, well, rumors uh, popped up. I mean, uh, St. Louis has a pretty small town, so you know how everyone kind of talks to everyone. So Rumors popped up in uh, probably June of last year that something was back in the works and uh, just faint whispers, something might be happening. Uh, and then in the fall, things just kind of really kicked off and the leaks started coming out. And then I think it was in uh, early October when the official announcement happened.
0: Were you afraid to get your hopes up that this could be happening this time?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, there was a lot of emotion involved last round and, and of course, in two thousand. 2009 St. Louis tried for a team with uh, Jeff Cooper and that fell through Uh, but uh, a lot of us are passionate supporters of St. Louis FC the team in uh, USL right now that plays out in Fenton so we are happy with what we had and if something if the MLS came along we'd, we'd support MLS so.
0: So you would have been happy either way.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, soccer is soccer, and we we love to watch live soccer, so that's that's what we're here for. We support local soccer.
0: Bill McDermott, Mm -hmm. Mr. Soccer, what does this decision by MLS, what does this mean for St. Louis? Uh,
1: This is immense for the soccer scene in St. Louis because, as Stu alluded to, we're very happy with St. Louis FC of the USL championship. They've put St. Louis somewhat, somewhat back on the national soccer map. However... Now that you are a member, a bona fide member of Major League Soccer, you are indeed fully invested and back on that national soccer map of relevancy. So consequently, not only will you have MLS games at your new venue, you have the potential, and this is immense because it gives you an international scope, it gives you the chance to have World Cup CONCACAF qualifying games.
0: And that is huge for soccer fans or football fans, as as the World Cup types call themselves.
1: It is absolutely immense because the biggest sporting event in the world, irrespective of what else goes on around the world with other sports, the largest sporting event in the world is the World Cup
0: and now it might be coming here. St. Louis Public Radio reporter Corinne Ruff had a chance to talk with Enterprise Holdings Foundation President, Carolyn Kindle Betts, who leads the ownership group right after yesterday's announcement. Corinne asked her about team names, logos, and other details yet to come, and this was Carolyn's response. So uh, we were actually told early on in the process you can't really have a team name until you have a team. So uh, starting tomorrow, we're gonna go ahead and start working on a plan. Um, but it's it's kind of it's a process. So we just need to make sure that working with in conjunction with the MLS, we'll look at team names, colors, shields, everything associated with that. But it'll 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 be probably a couple months till we really have things and ideas that we want to share. That was Carolyn Betts talking to St. Louis Public Radio yesterday. We're also joined by St. Louis Alderwoman Christine Ingracia, who represents the downtown West neighborhood that will likely include the the site of the stadium. Alderwoman Ingracia, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Here's a clip from the press conference yesterday talking about the owner's plans for your ward. If we can go to that audio now.
1: We want to turn downtown West into another great destination.
0: This city is on the verge of something huge
1: the vision of a better downtown St. Louis. There's still a lot of work to be done, but we're all rolling up our sleeves and we're getting it done.
0: Alderwoman Gracia, those are some big plans for this part of town. What kind of action are they going to need from City Hall in order to make this dream a reality? From the Board of
3: Aldermen, we still have to work through the special taxing districts that they're asking for. So there's a CID, which is a community improvement district, a transportation development district, a port improvement district, and then the abatement on the amusement tax. That will be what the Board of Aldermen has to handle. And then the LCRA, which has appointed commissioners, will work out the terms of the lease itself
0: and the LCRA that's the land clearance
3: revitalization authority
0: okay and so they're a city
3: board that's separate from you guys that's correct they're appointed and approved by the board of aldermen appointed by the mayor's office and approved by the board of aldermen and there are five commissioners I believe and they will
0: technically be the owner of this land that the stadium will sit upon
3: that's accurate yes
0: uh and and the stadium itself Okay. And the stadium itself. I understand the ownership group, though, is going to take on responsibility for the upkeep of the stadium or is that in flux?
3: So we passed a resolution back in November, which outlines kind of the framework of what we think is going to happen moving forward. But that's not anything that's ironclad. It's not a legal, legally binding document. And so there are still some questions with respect to who is going to be responsible for which types of um, upkeep, maintenance, things like that.
0: I know that's been a big issue with some of our other stadium facilities. You think, oh, they're owning it. That'll be great. But it's not always as simple as that.
3: Right. Yeah, it can be quite complex, especially when the city of St. Louis or one of its affiliated entities is the owner, then – there are definitely ways in which we can get ourselves into trouble like we did with NFL and depending on who you ask with the Scott Trade Enterprise Center upgrades. Um, we have to be very careful with respect to our credit rating, especially because we have a shrinking tax base and we're not able to provide the level of services that we should be to our Uh, Residents And so I think a level of due due diligence is is appreciated and
0: necessary. And you're talking about three different special taxing districts. Do you think those will probably be individual votes or all part of one package vote that you guys will take on? We can only introduce
3: board bills that are one subject matter. And so I would anticipate that those would be four different bills. And then um, the Port Improvement District piece is a little bit up in the air because the city so SLDC, St. Louis Development Corporation, tried to push a citywide port expansion, and that failed at the board last session. And so I'm not sure quite what the answer is for that. It's, there is talk about the possibility of, as long as it's contiguous, maybe bringing the boundaries up from the port by the river, upmarket to the stadium site. And that would be just one of the pieces that would help the owners get what they say they need to get here. Right, absolutely. I believe it's 3%, so 1% of the taxes for each of those would go into the stadium
0: site itself. So the Board of Aldermen, um, they're going to have some um, uh, impact on what happens here. Do you do you get the sense from your colleagues that they're going to be receptive to this ask from the ownership group?
3: Yeah, I think absolutely that people are receptive. I think only two aldermen voted against the resolution, and I believe it was mostly because there were unanswered questions. And now is the time where we need to have those questions answered but I believe it will it will move
0: forward. It's certainly a much different package than what we were looking at last time around. Um, Bill McDermott, do do you think that by saying no to MLS last time the city's actually getting a much better deal this second time around?
1: Uh, The city had a good deal with the first overall proposal. (laughs) This one's better. Good, better. Uh, And pure and simple, Stu kind of touched upon it. This happened very quickly. Uh, The initial press announcement was October 9th of last year where it was announced that the Kavanaugh-Taylor families were going to coexist in the pursuit of this expansion team. And the league loves the fact, A, that it's privately funded, but perhaps more importantly, B, every owner is local. That is not the case with other expansion teams in Major League Soccer.
0: And Christina Gracia, that has to be something the Board of Aldermen is also loving, both of those things. Absolutely, yeah. There were some
3: concerns with the previous ownership group um, because there were a couple of people in that who were from out of town. And I think, yeah, to um, Bill's point, we have a a much, much better deal this go around. I think most stadiums are publicly financed at an average of 30%. I believe this one's around 11%. Uh,
0: Bill McDermott, our national image is that we're very much a baseball town, but I understand St. Louis's soccer roots are maybe deeper than non-sports fans like myself realize.
1: Uh, The two pillars of sport in the St. Louis community have always been baseball and soccer. Soccer dates back to 1875. St. Louis was the first soccer capital of the United States. Where that is now, we simply don't know because everybody plays. However, one thing is abundantly certain, abundantly clear. St. Louis is the birthplace of the sport in our country. And if indeed there's gonna be a professional league in the United States, it's only natural, it only follows that St. Louis be a part.
0: We're talking with Mr. Soccer Bill McDermott. We're also talking with passionate soccer fan and St. Louisan Stu Holtgren and St. Louis older woman Christine Ingrassia. Michael, one of our listeners, just sent us an email about my reference at the top of the hour to St. Louis becoming a, quote, football hub, unquote. Michael writes, I'm pretty laid back on the subject, but please refer to it as soccer and not football. We are in the U.S. We are a soccer town. Stu, do you have a strong feeling about using soccer versus football to describe this sport?
2: Uh, well, uh, Bill touched on the, uh, long history of the sport in St. Louis and traditionally there are a lot of teams in St. Louis, uh, amateur and semi-pro through St. Louis Soccer League that have had the moniker football club FC at the end of it. Personally, I think it's kind of a silly debate. It's at the end, it's, it's the same sport. Um, it, I think it depends on the attitude the person has when they say it, if, if they're, you know, saying football to demean someone or soccer to demean someone, it's, it is what it is. It, it's the same sport.
0: So that's one of the big debates is soccer versus football. I think the other one that everyone was getting completely wound up about prematurely yesterday was the team name. We actually got a bunch of suggestions from our listeners. Um, Paul on Twitter writes, St. Louis Soccer Club, abbreviated St. Louis SC, simple and reflects that we call the game soccer, not football. Here's another partisan on that issue. It makes no sense to use FC in a team name in the U.S., Carl on Facebook says, as a huge Ahem football fan, I loathe all the City United and City FC names. Atlanta United, LAFC, et cetera, are boring at best, the lazy at worst. Give me the Sounders or the Fire or the Galaxy. Christine Gracia is a decision maker in this city. What do you want to see this team named?
3: You know, that's really uh, the last thing I'm thinking about.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> thank just, you. I'm glad
3: someone's yeah. focused on our, our finances. brutally frank. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think it's been fun. On Twitter there have been some conversations. Somebody I can't remember who it was posted, you know, St. Louis soccer team should be named after something that nearly destroyed us like the St. Louis Dumpster Fires or things like that. And so it's been it's been really fun to watch people come up with some pretty clever ideas, but luckily I'm I'm not that person.
0: <laughs> Stu, uh, as maybe somebody who could be that person, what's what's your thinking?
2: Uh, I mean, I'm uh I'm I'm pretty partial to if we included or paid homage somehow to the St. Louis FC uh, St. Louis, SC could be that, but I mean there are a lot of creative names that have been thrown out there. Uh, one that made me laugh was Laser Snakes. It's just kind of a silly <laughs> name out there. Uh, but I mean, in the end, uh, I I prefer personally having the SC or whatever moniker with the city because to me the city and the region is the most important part of the club. Uh, and then a name beyond that will just happen organically. Uh, it could be you know people call them the Saints or, you know, some people say Chupacabra or you know, it could be whatever from there, but the fans will come up with a name eventually if it's just that. But if, if, you know, the MOS for the Lou pick a name, I'm sure it'll be fantastic, whatever they pick.
0: Bill, do you have a dog in this hunt?
2: Uh, somewhat.
1: Uh, I've been asked this many times and I've uh, come up with a name, but I think uh, St. Louis, if indeed St. Louis uh, is going to be a part of professional soccer, which they are now. They're the only city perhaps in the overall history of Major League Soccer, can have the audacity to call itself legacy. I like the name St. Louis Legacy. St.
0: Louis Legacy. I see Christine Gracia nodding. You might have her vote on that. Stu, <laughs> do you like that? <laughs> Stu, <laughs> very, <He's saying> neutral. <laughs> very yeah. non-committal. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of history and a lot of legacy in St. Louis, so it would be apt.
0: Stu, we did get another question via Facebook um, that I had to admit it stumped me. How does this new club, how will it relate to the um, the FC club that is already here playing in Fenton that you're a big fan of? That club uh, is not going to go away, is it?
2: Uh, there's a lot of questions up in the air on that. Uh, since it is a new entity through MLS and USL are separate leagues. Uh, it, from what I understand, the academy system with St. Louis FC that has produced great talents like Josh Sargent and Tim Ream, um, I from what I understand, that will continue on in some form to the MLS. Uh, but as far as the team itself, it seems like it'll keep on in the lower level. So adding MLS in some aspects is putting a top, a capstone on top of the pyramid.
0: Uh, Bill McDermott?
2: Jim Cavanaugh was very adamant when I
1: asked him that exact question. And he said, to quote Jim, St. Louis FC is not going anywhere. It's just now a part of the overall pyramid, which is now complete with the MLS team at the top.
0: So could it become like a formalized uh, farm team the way that baseball has things like that? Or is that not how it works Sarah, in we
1: are not supposed to say farm team with reference
2: to the USL championship.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, so Stu. <laughs> they,
1: uh,
2: there are MLS two reserve teams mm-hmm. that play in the USL championship currently. And that's one option for St. Louis FC going forward is that they still play out of soccer park in Fenton and become that reserve side and play teams like Louisville that we play now. And, and they the team aspect would change but they would still be the same team in in name mm-hmm.
0: Carlos on Facebook writes, there's so much attention being paid to the name. I get it. It's fun. But really, folks should attend uh, St. Louis FC games in the next two years to get used to the sports culture. It's no baseball or even hockey game. It's its own thing. And you can experience the atmosphere now at St. Louis FC games every other weekend. Stu, what could people do to get ready for MLS?
2: So there are a lot of local teams in September 13th, on September 13th, we have the return of the bronze boot, which is SIUE versus Slough men Soccer. That's a game that has a lot of history. I believe that's at SIUE this year. It is. Uh, but St. Louis FC is great. As, as Carlos alluded to, uh, just soccer culture is a different thing than hockey and baseball that we're used to here, or, or football. There's tailgating aspects that you get from the NFL. Um, but there's also a lot of chanting, a lot of yelling. There's, there's a lot of a very vibrant atmosphere, and people can experience that at St. Louis FC. They can kind of get involved with some of the other local clubs like Club Atletico and uh, St. Louis Maritza. We have two women's teams that are semi-pro in the area, uh, St. Louis Lions and uh, Fire and Ice.
0: So those are a lot of options for local soccer fans. We've got one more audio clip we wanted to play. Carolyn Betts, who leads the ownership group, yesterday told St. Louis Public Radio about her priorities in the days ahead. We're still working on that stadium design, Um, that's key, and we want to be able to show some renderings and drawings, hopefully very soon in the next couple weeks. Um, And the corporate sponsorships, we really need to make sure that we, you know, um, sit down at the table with these corporate sponsorships and make sure we come to agreements that both parties feel good about, but also start bringing them into fan engagement. That was Carolyn Betts, who leads the ownership group of St. Louis's new MLS team. That actually leads us to another question from a listener, this one for Christine and Gracia. Um, Is there any talk about having the owners sign a community benefits agreement with the city? And just tell us very briefly what a community benefits agreement even is.
3: Sure, a community benefits agreement is a a document that's worked on by um, folks in the community, stakeholders, and then the team ownership group that specifically outlines what they will do for the community. It's something that was part of the former effort um, and very common with a lot of sports teams around the country. Uh, it was something that I asked for in the uh, original negotiations for the resolution and was told that they were not interested. Okay,
0: so does that mean it's off the table or will there maybe be a push to bring it back?
3: I think there'll be questions about it for sure from my colleagues and I, th- I think that it's a smart conversation to have.
0: Okay. Well, that's, I guess, foreshadowing where things might go next. Let's end on a more um, upbeat note here since that could get contentious. Stu Holgren, you were at the party last night in the Grove after this was all announced. How much fun was that?
2: Oh, it was it was, it was, was a blast. I mean, the energy that was there, I, there wasn't anywhere to sit in Urban Chestnut. <laughs> that's awesome. Beer Garden, people were sitting on tables. There was yelling and, and chanting and a lot of cheers uh, and... Um, people buying each other beers, of course, getting ready for, for 2022. And it, w- it was great because Jim, Jim Cavanaugh and Tom Strunk uh, and some of the other members of MLS for the Lou came out and got to talk and mingle and chat with some people. So that was just great and great energy.
0: It's great to hear that kind of excitement surrounding this new team. That was Stu Holtgren, who's a St. Luligan. We are also joined today by Mr. Soccer, Bill McDermott, and St. Louis Alderwoman Christine Gracia. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.